0: Welcome to Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so that you have the courage to live your best life. I'm Rebecca Mullen, a relationship coach living in Western Colorado, and today we'll focus on the one word that will change your relationship dynamic. Thank you. We'll talk about a habit for your happily ever after that sends you on a treasure hunt to find ways to thank your sweetheart, and you'll get a date night discussion prompt to help you talk about the role of thank you in your home. Today's episode comes out of my new book, Six Steps to Improve Your Marriage Communication. In episode 28, we talked about step one, overcome fear. In episode 29, we talked about step two, get clear. And then you got the clean ask formula in episode 30, which is step three. Last week, we discussed beware conditions. That's step four. And here we are today talking about one of the ways you can affirm your sweetheart lovingly, which is step five. Next week, we'll discuss step six, build boundaries. Is it easy for you to say thank you? Or is it hard? Your marriage communication will get a giant boost if you simply employ the words thank you more frequently. It's a great way to make the invisible work your sweetheart does and thus your sweetheart who feels invisible become visible again. This is a simple way to affirm your relationship, but we all forget to do it. How do I know this? Thank you tops the list of things my clients wish they heard more often from their sweetheart. My clients complain that their sweetheart doesn't notice all the contributions they make to create a nice home and life. We all want to feel seen. And saying thank you makes your sweetheart feel seen for their efforts while at the same time affirming that you need your sweetheart in your life. When I felt taken for granted, I asked my husband, David, if he'd try to find one thing each day to thank me for. Gold star to me for making a clean ask, right? We talked about that clean ask in episode 30. He appreciated things I didn't expect. He said, thanks for walking me to the door. Or he said, thanks for cutting my hair. Thanks for calling our kids so much. I didn't expect any of these thank yous. I wanted him to thank me for cleaning the kitchen. But what amazed me was how much these affirmations buoyed my spirits. I felt tenderness grow where the resentment was sneaking in. I still wanted to be thanked about the kitchen, though. So I refined my clean ask. Hey, David, I enjoy taking care of our house. I mean, I really like the combination of writing and domestic chores. So I'm not complaining but I think I need to feel appreciated for the chores I do. Could you thank me for some of the invisible work I do so that I can keep enjoying it rather than getting resentful? Here's the next list of things I got thanked for. Sweetheart, thanks for lighting all these candles. It looks so cozy in here. Or, our whiteboard system is great. We never run out of things. Our whiteboard's where we keep the grocery list. My husband's thanked me for going to the gym. It was really sweet to hear my husband appreciate the lighted candles and the great systems we have, but still no kitchen thanks. I decided to ask him directly, hey, David, how come you don't thank me for cleaning the kitchen? By the way, not a clean ask, right? A clean ask would have been, could you thank me for cleaning the kitchen? He answered the question I asked, however, oh, I don't want to thank you for cleaning the kitchen because I don't want you to think that's your job. Oh, wow, that surprised me. I know it's not my job to clean the kitchen, but this was a newsflash. David thought that if he thanked me for cleaning the kitchen, that he was telling me cleaning the kitchen was my job to do. This is a great distinction to make. I felt the opposite way. I felt like the more he thanked me, the more he was saying the kitchen is a shared job and thanks for taking a turn doing it. So today's episode is all about having a conversation about thank you so that you can ask for and give thanks with ease. That will make your home an environment of gratitude. When you make thank you part of your habitual vocabulary, asking cleanly for the thank yous you want, as well as giving thank yous regularly, you create a space for deeper understanding with your sweetheart. So here's some questions to ponder about thank you at your house. How often do you say thank you? How often do you hear thank you? Is there a reason you don't say thank you in your home as often as you'd like or, or hear thank you as often as you'd like? Maybe you or your sweetheart wasn't raised with thank you, so thank you doesn't come naturally. Maybe, like my husband, you hesitate to say thank you because you worry it will send a message that you expect something in the future. Maybe you're worried you'll draw attention to a task you don't want to do. Whether it's a shared task or you and your sweetheart tend to divide and conquer, tasks are often a way to live into your values. And living up to your values, it takes work. When you have the help of your sweetheart, it feels easier. So, say thank you. Perhaps you value creating community. So, when your sweetheart invites friends over, can you say, thank you for stretching to keep our home filled with people instead of complaining how you were late getting to bed because there was so much noise? Maybe you value a clean home, but your follow-through is lacking. You could say, thanks for asking me to clean the bathroom. I forget to do it and I need a reminder, but I really like living in a clean home. Think of thank you like it's a great opportunity to appreciate your sweetheart for those actions that foster your values. Say thank you when your sweetheart helps you choose the bigger life. Okay, do you want a way to up your thank you game? Here's some prompts and lists to help you up Your thank you game. Thank your sweetheart, for routine tasks. This is the biggest complaint I hear in my coaching practice. My clients feel invisible and they want to know their sweetheart appreciates their invisible work. Cleaning the kitchen, the bathrooms, or any other part of the house that gets cleaned. Cleaning chores are notorious for creating invisibility. So saying thank you helps enormously to make your sweetheart feel seen. Rotating the tires, changing the oil, or, or other regularly tended maintenance on a car. Maybe you could thank your sweetheart for getting the mail or tending to the mail. This is my most onerous task. I hate it. And David doesn't mind doing it. So several times a year, I thank him because he's completely taken that task off my plate. What about banking? Any sort of financial task like keeping the bills paid or updating all your online accounts when the credit card expires or keeping track of subscriptions that you're not using and you could save the money. That's another place to apply a thank you. When you thank your sweetheart for these invisible tasks in life, you make your happiness visible. These kinds of tasks disappear in the routine of everyday life. But if these tasks didn't get done, your life would be icky. These kinds of thank yous are like waking up to say, oh, I like my life as it is. I want to keep noticing that I like my life. Here's something else. Maybe you could thank your sweetheart for things that are valuable to you. Here's a couple examples. Thanks for sending thank you notes. I don't do that, but I love that it gets done. So I'm very grateful that you are good at that. Or, thanks for organizing our family vacation. I value getting together with my siblings, but the job of organizing is way too much to me, so I would just put it off and put it off. When you just do it and get it done, it feels like magic to me. Thank you so much. Or, thanks for making dinner and going grocery shopping. Having a meal around the table is valuable to me, but I'm often so tired at the end of the day, I'm tempted to grab food and sit down to watch something. When you create a real meal, it makes things feel special occasion. When you thank your sweetheart for things you find valuable, not only does your sweetheart feel appreciated, you also bring attention to the value you find in your own life. You notice, oh, wow. I'm living the life I want to live, and my sweetheart is helping me make that dream come true. My husband mentioned to me this morning that there's an article in the New Patagonia Catalog about a family with three kids under five who hiked the Pacific Coast Trail. (laughs) Now, obviously being outdoors and spending time appreciating nature is of high value to that family. That wasn't an easy thing to do. I bet there were lots of opportunities to share gratitude on that hike. Another place you could go looking for ways to say thank you is to notice the ways your sweetheart takes care of themselves. Thanks for going to the doctor. I want you to live a long time. Thanks for joining me for Sober January. It's a great way for me to reset after all those December parties. Thanks for going to the gym. Not only am I glad you take care of your health, I love how good your butt looks when you do all those squats. Thanks for writing. When you engage your creative brain, you are 10 times happier, and it's so wonderful to live with you. When you don't write, I can feel how empty you feel. Guess who thanks? Me for this. (laughs) There are things your sweetheart does that might seem like they take away from your relationship. My husband takes more adventure trips than I care to take, so he goes without me sometimes. Sometimes I get lonely while he's gone, so it would be tempting for me to get resentful of those trips. But David being adventurous is one of the things that attracts me most to him. So I've learned to thank him for feeding that part of his soul and bringing all that wonderful energy back home to me. Here's this week's habit for your happily ever after. Sometimes our negativity bias sneaks in without invitation and we unintentionally pour water on the fire of connection in our relationship. This is natural. Remember that negativity bias is what kept your ancestors safe from the saber-toothed tiger. It's good to notice the things that might have a negative effect on your life then you can choose safety. But because this negativity bias is so strong, it's important to balance it with a healthy dose of loving affirmation. That's why this week's habit for your happily ever after is to go on a treasure hunt to see how many different kinds of thank yous you can offer to your sweetheart. Or if there's a particular favorite way that you say thank you, give yourself the challenge to say thank you once a day for 30 days. Thank you is affirmational because it lets your sweetheart know you appreciate them in life. It also sometimes highlights how much you need your sweetheart and we all like to feel needed. Thank you is additive. When you say thank you, you bring attention to an invisible part of your relationship dynamic. You're highlighting something that would otherwise go unseen. And it's a great way to keep the fire of your relationship tended and glowing. Are you enjoying today's podcast episode? Then I'd like to invite you to order my book, Six Steps to Better Marriage Communication. You'll get several more strategies to help you affirm lovingly. And affirming your sweetheart is an important counterbalance to your negativity bias, which is baked into your DNA. So just click the link in the show notes and pre-order my book that will be arriving in November. We've arrived at our date night discussion. This week, I invite you to talk about the thank yous that you'd like to receive. I know you wish your sweetheart would magically notice all the lovely things you do and cover you in thank yous, but we're all busy. We're all wrapped up in our own world, eyes focused on our own projects. Thank you is like any new skill. It takes practice and attention to hone. When you let your sweetheart know about the things for which you'd like to be thanked, you're letting your sweetheart, and yourself for that matter, know that you are valuable and that you think you're valuable. And you're speaking aloud the things that you find valuable. This is important communication. So here's my first question for your date night discussion. What is your childhood association to thank you. Did you grow up in a house where the words thank you were commonly used? Or was thank you shoved at you as a duty? It's helpful to know your childhood associations to thank you because these will inform your possible reluctance to saying thanks. If you had an aunt who gave you ugly, itchy, handmade scarves for Christmas and you were made to wear the scarf and say, thank you, Aunt Ellen. Well, you probably don't have a very positive association to the word thank you. If that's the case, is there a different phrase of appreciation you can use? How can you affirm your sweetheart lovingly with words that feel genuine to you and still accomplish the goal of noticing all the tenderness and value that your sweetheart brings to your life? If, however, you grew up in a home filled with the word thank you, I bet it's easy for you to say it. I wonder if people who say thank you more often feel a larger sense of gratitude. What do you think? What kind of vibe do you want to cultivate in your home? Okay, my second question is, what are the three things for which you'd most like your sweetheart to thank you? Is this uncomfortable for you to ponder? You feel like, I shouldn't have to go begging for thanks. My sweetheart should just notice why I deserve their thanks all on their own. I get it. We all feel that way. And remember, my number one most important tool in your relationship, stay in your own business. When you are wishing your sweetheart would thank you, you're in your sweetheart's business. You have no power there. This conundrum is one of the biggest reasons I created this podcast. We want things from our sweetheart, but we don't want to, and frankly, we're not capable of making our sweetheart do things. So I'm opening up a conversation for you. This is your chance. This is your chance to let your sweetheart know you want to be thanked for the fabulous meals you're always making. Remember what happened to me when I told David I wanted to be thanked for cleaning the kitchen? It was such a lovely discussion to hear him say, Well, if I thank you, it sounds like you're supposed to clean the kitchen, and I never want you to feel like that. You might learn something about your sweetheart's philosophy about life when you ask to be thanked. More importantly, however, you will notice your own value. You will speak about your own value. And when you talk about yourself as valuable, as worthy of thanks, you see yourself that way. Of course, you want your sweetheart to see you as valuable. I totally get it. But the most important person who needs to see your worth is you. Affirm yourself lovingly by pointing out the opportunities for your sweetheart to say thanks. Okay. I want to hear about what makes you want to hear thank you. Will you include me in your life today and send me a quick text about it? My number is 970-210-4480. Tell me what you want to hear thank you for. And tell me two things you appreciate about your sweetheart. That's it for today. I'm Rebecca Mullen, and this has been Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're better able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you can have the courage to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd send a link to your friend. Habits for Your Happily Ever After is produced by Grace Smith. All our music and sound comes from Walk West Productions. I'm Rebecca Mullen. Thanks for including me in your relationship today.